Hello, my friends. This is Donna. Welcome to another episode of the Spiral Path Podcast. I've been away for a little bit. I apologize for that, but I've got a few topics waiting to roll out. Today's topic is introduction to aliens, other species, other worlds, other universes. So the question we're going to ask today, is there life out there? Well, first, we should talk about life that is right here on planet Earth. There are actually several, you could say many, other species of beings that are at least at the level of us human beings or or higher that most of us are not aware even exists and have always existed alongside of us and before us. Let's start with the fact that there are reports of giant skeletons that have been found all over the world. Right here in North America, even, there were over 1,800 reports of these giant remains, these giant skeleton remains. And they were spaced pretty evenly over the entire country. Back in the 17 to 1800s um, is when most of the reports exist, simply because, I, I think, because that's when we had the printing press. I think that um, it was harder to document before then. And so in like newspapers and leaflets and newsletters and stuff, you would see these reports of these finds back then. And people would write about it in their diaries and journals and, and so forth. And then what would typically happen is they would contact the Smithsonian or another scientific institution or authority of that time. And uh, people would come and confiscate the skeletons or the remains And um, then they kind of got lost. They kind of would just be kept secret. Now, these skeletons range from 7 to 14 feet tall on average, and they tended to have extremely dense bones and oftentimes double rows of teeth and or six fingers on their hands. Now, they're often associated with the huge mounds and pyramids that were here in North America up until the European people started arriving in mass and kind of scavenged the mounds and pyramids and tore them apart. Many of the giant skeletons were found inside of the mounds, which is why we tend to link them. Now, it's said that these giants once dominated the earth that they were created by a higher race of beings to manage the human beings, which was one of the older or former models of the human body that we've come across in archaeology. Some of those older models or, or former models of the human being were said to be a slave race at that time, and these giants uh, were kind of created or were kind of the managers of them. Now, These giants could be the same as the Nephilim that are mentioned in the Old Testament or the giants that are talked about in the Book of Enoch, the Book of Giants, and the Epic of Gilgamesh. It is very possible that they were the same same giants or the same race of beings because they did exist before the last great flood and the remains that have been found have been dated to around that same time. 
So that's the giants. Let's talk about a race of beings that we have often called Sasquatch or Bigfoot. I call them Terra people. And yes, they really exist. There are, in fact, three different types, or you could say strains, of those beings, according to Dolores Cannon books and various quantum healing sessions, uh, reports from practitioners from around the world, as well as Edgar Casey readings, and also some personal experiences that I've had with them. So they live, the Terra people live in the, what we call the inner earth, which is a system of tunnels and caves that have been inside of our planet since ancient times and have been used by quite a few different races. Their DNA is reportedly 95% the same as humans. Close enough that at several points in our timeline, in our historical timeline, they have lived and even procreated with humanity. They live a lot longer than us. They live several thousand years and are both simpler beings and yet much, much wiser than us. And they're telepathic. So that, that fact alone, as well as being much older and wiser than us, helps them in staying kind of clear of us, clear of people who would use them or uh, destroy them. There is also a race of sea beings that have been here since long, long before humans. And they may often be confused with our stories of mermaids. They are still here very much, and they don't like us. <laughs> they don't like us too much because we've so badly polluted their world, which is the oceans. There is a race of small beings that have lived in kind of the shallower underground. And I don't know, I don't have any information on if this race of beings is still here. I just know that in history, um, not too terribly long ago, that this race of small beings existed and once interacted with humanity freely. Uh, the easiest traces of these that you could look up and see are in a lot of Egyptian and Indian sculptures, you'll see these beings, and, and it shows very clearly their small size, and it always depicts them as underground, so kind of under a line that separates them from humans. And then deep inside of Earth, also there lives a few other species, some of them very much more advanced than humans. And, and some less advanced than us, but most of them are very much more advanced. Now, our military and our governments do know of all these other creatures that we share the planet with, and there has been great and ongoing efforts to hide them. But with the freedom that the internet provides, it is becoming very hard to keep all of these secrets that were once easy to keep. Also, now in the chronological timeline, now is the predicted time of disclosure. So these things are coming out more and more, and it's been predicted to happen. Disclosure has been predicted to happen, kind of whether anybody wants it to or not, just because it is time for humanity to move to, you could say, middle school, maybe, <laughs> to learn more about our big, wide world and our universe, even even if it kind of makes us uncomfortable or even frightens some of us. 
So what evidence exists for these things I've talked about so far? Well, because of the internet, where every voice and experience can be shared, and also because our religious systems are receding, kind of the fear and the control that religion has held over humanity is is starting to back off and, and recede. Also, because with the passing of time, those who have very tightly controlled the truth of humanity are, are literally dying off. For all these reasons, we are getting more and more disclosure. There are classified uh, government documents that are being declassified at a high rate, more so from other countries, I would say, than our own. But even here in the U.S., there are plenty of, of government documents being declass- declassified rapidly. Now, these documents are available by the thousands online, and they have many, many reports of pilots and military officers encountering spacecraft of all kinds. And then the retired astronauts are reporting not just a little bit of other life in the galaxy, but loads, tons of prolific and abundant and mostly higher intelligence life. So this disclosure will continue and will rapidly increase because, once again, we are at a point where humanity is uh, supposed to be stepping up to kind of join the cosmic world, the, the universal world. We've been in a sort of playpen for the last 12,000 years or so, trying to evolve, trying to figure out how to get along within our own species without destroying ourselves. But during this time, other species have never stopped visiting us and trying to help us. Now, I do understand that it is easy to discount other beings as maybe conspiracy theories or people's imaginations or made-up stories. However, if you start studying some of our most ancient records that we have, including the Bible's Old Testament, you might start to suspect that some of the quote-unquote gods and demons of religions as well as uh, mythology and legends, were simply what we would call extraterrestrials today. Or were Earth species, some of these other Earth species that have very successfully remained hidden from us in modern times. Ancient pictures and statues and descriptions that are being unearthed and slowly revealed portray this vast variety of beings that have been part of humanity's history. If you think about how primitive peoples would describe what they were seeing when they saw things that they did not understand, um, it might start to create a picture of of this, of what I'm talking about. Now, as QHHT practitioners or quantum healers, we do run across uh, this type of stuff all the time, both other species on the earth as well as outer... uh, outer space, you could say, species, star people, things like that. When clients see things that they don't understand or they have a difficult time describing, that's one of the big clues that we've run into a species and and a planet and systems and technology uh, that is not human, that's not from Earth. There are beings and materials 
colors, feelings, even sounds outside our human realm of understanding. And we come across this way more often than I had ever expected to. And the clients, our clients do their best to describe it or explain it by relating it to what they do know, uh, even though it is not that. So remember, people back in our history had access to the same quantum field that we access now in meditation or while under the influence of drugs even, or otherwise altered. And those people back in our history, you could say, foresaw things that they then described in terms of things like fire and brimstone and gods and demons, and even the closest animal descriptions that they knew, like serpents and dragons, which could be dinosaurs and such. So why all the cover-ups? Well, of course, because there's, there's a fear that humanity could not handle the truth in mass. Hence all these secrets and, and all these lengths everybody's gone to to keep these secrets. Also, there are many who firmly believe in the highly edited story that religions tell. And so those firm believers will indeed be uncomfortable with the bigger, broader truth and may be staunchly in denial of it. So in defense of those who have been keeping these secrets, it's been kind of like walking a tightrope between the free will of those who want to believe the certain stories, such as what religion tell us or academia or history. There are many people who want to believe what I would call the smaller stories of these past few thousand years. And then also the other side, uh, which is the free will of those who want the whole truth. They just want the truth and the whole truth, no matter what that truth is. And again, because of where we are in the yuga cycle shift and the ascension from third to fifth dimension, it is now time for us to know. So extraterrestrials or sky people, like I like to call them, have began demanding, actually, that our governments and our authorities disclose the vast amounts of evidence and information that they have to the general public. And they have even been told, threatened kind of, (laughs) that if they do not disclose it will be disclosed for them one way or another. And I believe that time is very, very near. Uh, We are seeing some disclosure, but it needs to get a whole lot bigger. It's also entirely possible that our kind of our friendly guardian ETs could come for a very public visit soon. It's entirely possible. Don't be surprised if we do have an arrival, you could say, (laughs) on the scale of which no doubt will be left as to the alien question, because we are at that time where we as a planet and as a species are being asked to step up into the cosmic, uh, the galactic community. So we need to get over this kind of fear and this doubt and this secrecy so that we can do that. Uh, They have been, our our guardians and and sky people have been coming to offer us technology and scientific advancements for a long, long, long time. And those have been either misused and abused or just completely covered up. Things like medicines that wipe out all of our diseases and clean energy. And what those have been offered to us for is, of course, to help us evolve at a more rapid rate, more rapid pace, but also 
in exchange for us to, to discontinue our warring and our mistreating of the planet is, is what they really want us to do. They do want to help us, yes. They also want us to stop our incredible violence and mistreatment. So I know all this might sound far-fetched to so, so some of you. I realize that. So I would just say, uh, just just wait, wait and see and know that it's all going to be okay. <laughs> no matter what happens and how it happens, it's all going to be okay. It is very likely to happen within our lifetime because it is time right now for us to begin to live in peace and abundance. Our violence and our huge wealth gap is actually considered a very, very primitive way to live on the cosmic scale of things. Let's talk a little bit about the, the fear of aliens, <laughs> kind of the campaign that, that was launched a long, long time ago that said, fear the aliens. First of all, I just want you to know that they are aliens and sky people and terror people, everything I'm talking about, are largely benevolent. If you have a fear of the idea of aliens or ETs, it's probably because you've been polluted by the movies. And, or, possibly you could have unfinished business with other life forms from other lifetimes. Also, there is the simple fact that when we're in human form, what we don't understand we tend to automatically fear. So, of course, some of the fear of aliens is simply fear of things that we don't understand. I mean, really, so many people still fear cultures and races within humanity, <laughs> humans that are different from us. So, of course, there's still going to be some fear of, of aliens. Now, yes, there have been negative races and species in the past that have used humanity for their own purposes, for darker purposes. Remember, as above, so below. The cosmos has its own laws, its own policing and justice system that is far, far beyond anything that we humans have. So these so-called negative species, uh, their access to us has always been limited and recently has been stopped altogether because humanity is being given the chance to ascend and to thrive and kind of step up into what we, are, we were originally meant to be. In our yuga cycle, we are now entering an area of very high frequency energy. So lower frequency species, which we would say are negative or controlling, can literally not exist here in this uh, part of the galaxy that we're traveling through as a planet right now. This area that we're traveling through is said to take, it's, they, they, it's said that it's going to take about a thousand years to reach the other side. So those species that have been kind of hampering and messing with, controlling and preying on humanity will be gone for at least this thousand years. And so that we as a species can evolve and can strengthen and become a much higher race of beings. 
Now, it is truly mind-boggling if you start to study the size of our universe. If you don't know what I'm talking about, spend some time reading articles on NASA's website. Specifically, you can start with the Hubble telescope findings. (laughs) When you start to look at that, the question then becomes, why would we have all of this? Why so big? Why so much? Why all of this space with its stars and suns and moons and planets that just goes on and on and on? So many galaxies, so many systems within those galaxies. Why? Well, when source or creator or God divides becoming individual creations, those creations eventually reach a point of creating, and then their creations eventually create, and so on and so forth. There are even multiple universes, each with their own creator, and the creation continues to expand and expand into infinity, according to the great mystery of Source. According to Ra in the Ra Law of One Books, in this galaxy alone, this galaxy of stars that we inhabit, there are approximately 67 million planets that support life in at least one of the dimensions of this octave. Now remember in the episode on uh, densities, dimensions, planes, and parallels, we talk about uh, the octave and the dimensions and all that stuff. So they, the Ra group says that about 27% of those 67 million planets support third density life, which would be plant life. And that 16% of those planets support fourth density life, which would be animal beings at the level of humanity that we're at and or higher. So 16% of 67 million is 10.7 million. So the answer is yes, there is infinite and abundant life out there, and plenty of it is at the same or higher levels of uh, evolution as us. Almost 11 million other worlds that are at least equal to ours. Pretty cool. Diana and I have encountered quite a few alien lives in our past life regressions, Uh, our own personal ones as well as our clients. Now, sometimes a person will be in a familiar human type of a body, but live on another planet. And then plenty of times they are in all sorts of different types of alien bodies, what we would consider not human bodies. (laughs) These descriptions are always incredibly fascinating, and it becomes difficult to not spend the entire session on just you know learning about that. We encounter them far more often than I had ever expected. So the role that aliens or ETs have played in humanity's story on Earth and the role that they still play is covered in multiple ways in many of Dolores Cannon's books. I especially would recommend the Convoluted Universe series if you are interested in alien beings in worlds and other universes. Now, I do realize that there are endless conspiracy theories and movies and stories about negative aliens and alien abductions. And I just want to assure you 
that anything that is based on fear or creating fear should be firmly ignored. Not that it didn't happen, just that it is no longer relevant. It's sort of like if we were today to be paralyzed with fear about the Black Plague that wiped out millions of people a long, long time ago. I mean, it's, it's really no longer relevant to us because of our advanced uh, medicine and our scientific understandings. It would also be like if we were to study only the parents in today's world who abuse their children, and from that study decide that therefore all parents abuse their children, so all parents are negative, which obviously is not at all true. So please do not focus on the negative alien stories. If you go and look into this and learn more about this, um, some of those stories are simply misunderstandings by very, very fearful people. Some of those encounters were actually with negative beings, but they are a very tiny percentage. And, and once again, that is in the past when we were in a different place in the story of humanity. Most aliens, and I would say very close to all of them today, want to help us and have assisted humanity greatly down through history. We on Earth have actually been protected by advanced societies of guardians. The negative events are almost always of our own making, and sometimes we have even chosen it from the soul level. I would say lots of times, or most of the time, <laughs> we have chosen it from our soul level, or our higher self has allowed it for purposes of our own learning. Our episode on evil, the great duality, covers the negative uh, higher and lower beings and how they are allowed for purposes of free will and balance in our world. Your additional resources for today. There's a book by the Dalai Lama titled The Universe is a Single Atom. That's a good uh, introductory kind of book to the universe information. Uh, Dolores Cannon's Parallel Dimensions and Illusion of Time talk on YouTube is interesting. And then, of course, also her Convoluted Universe books 1 through 5, her book titled Legends of a Star Crash, and her book titled Legacy from the Stars. Preston Nichols and Peter Moon have a series of that are called The Montauk Project, Montauk Revisited, and Pyramids of Montauk. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Netflix show Stranger Things. It was real popular over this last couple years. Uh, that was actually originally named Montauk and based somewhat on these books, although the creators won't admit to that. If you read these books, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. These books are about their nonfiction and their actual experiments that have happened and are still most likely going on. Very interesting information. And then if you want to start looking at the declassified government documents, um, you can just do an internet search on declassified government documents. When I put in declassified government documents reveal aliens, it came up with 768,000 results. <laughs> so there's plenty out there that, that uh, you can explore. A lot of it is 
retired military and NASA and foreign government people who are starting to tell their stories because they want to, quote unquote, set the record straight before they die. What's curious about so many of these accounts that I have read is that they fit together uh, eerily well. (laughs) They corroborate each other. You might also want to check out the video stories of a man named Corey Good and Emery Smith and Greg Braden. Some interesting tales they have to tell. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that this is a fun, puts some fun ideas into your awareness. I have an announcement. The books are out. A couple of them, books one and two of our Atlantis series are published. They are available on Amazon right now for digital or print copies. And book three should be out before the end of the year. I hope, I hope. (laughs) And also, we will have them available on other digital format sites as well very, very soon. We do plan to put them out across all sites. We just started with Amazon. So... You can uh, look for, let's see, books one title is uh, Colors of Atlantis, books two title is Shadows of Atlantis, and book three title is Atlantis Moirai. That's spelled M-O-I-R-A-I, Moirai. It's called the Golden Age series, and our author name is D.D. Adair. So look them up, get them if they look interesting to you, and please, please leave us feedback. You can always visit our author website, ddadare.com. Let us know what you think of the books. Let us know what you think of the podcast episodes. You can ask any questions you have about the information we share or anything you would like us to talk about in the future. Thank you, my friends, for listening. Blessings on you and blessings on your day.